to C3 Church Hepburn Heights. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoy this message today. Hope you've had a wonderful year so far. Two days in. It's, it's a surreal thing, hey, when, when you, you cross over to a new year because you, you do take stock in that last week of, 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 of a year and, and go, wow, look at what's happened. You think about all the ups and downs and the challenges and, and just like every 24 hours, we get a, a new opportunity, a new day comes and, and there's, there's, there's new things to step into. We, on the 31st of December, we go to bed, we wake up and we're in a brand new year. And it's Claire Vermeulen's birthday. You wake up, it's the 1st of January, and it's Claire Vermeulen's birthday. Happy birthday for the 1st of Jan. 30 years old. That's amazing. (laughs) And, And with a new year comes new hope. Not the Star Wars type, but but new hope that hopefully if you've had a bad last year. Hopefully there's new hope that this year is going to be better. Surely this year is going to be better. With a new year, there's, there's new expectations of, of growing and increasing and shifting and transforming in different ways. There's, there's, there's those new expectations that are rising. There's also, as we step into a new year, new uncertainty, right? Oh man, what's this year going to be like? What challenges am I going to face this year? Where, where are going to be those hard circumstances that are going to come? Because we're, we're, we're realis- realistic about life, right? It's not all sunshine and, sh- sunshine and rainbows. It, life's, life's a grind at times. And so with a new year comes that new uncertainty of what is around the corner. And look, around this time of year, I confess in this last week, I probably consume more food than I do for the probably the the whole year previously. Uh, anyone with me? Just there's so much food and there's so much leftovers. And, and it seems to be at this time of year, are people still eating leftovers? We've still got, it's, it's crazy. At, at this time of year, the things that we eat and we're consuming have, have always, have, they seem to have these beautiful fillings, like turkey, filled with stuffing, beautiful, trifle. Who likes trifle? Filled with custard and sponge and jelly and maybe, if you're adventurous, gingerbread. Oh, yeah, we had a gingerbread trifle. It was yummy. Lint balls. Filled with all sorts of different centres. Who likes lint balls at room temperature so the goo, the filling is kind of gooey? Who prefers refrigerated cold? Yeah, okay, yeah. The chocolate elves. Kids, you might have had the chocolate elves that are filled with the popping candy. Yeah? You had some of those? They're they're yummy. But it's all a little bit over the top, isn't it? What we consume at Christmas time and New Year. It's, it's, It's all a bit over the top what it's filled with. And that's why for the first, at least the first two weeks of a new year, all the gyms are filled with people. And then and then people go, I can't be bothered. And so while the focus of much of Christmas and New Year's celebrations is, is on the food that's, the, the filling of the food, and whilst we may be looking at, at a new year, 2022, and, 
and focusing in on what this year will be filled with. Over the next couple of weeks, we want to encourage all of us, challenge all of us as well, to not focus on the filling of this year, but to focus on the one who fills it, the filler, Jesus Christ, the one who gives life to the full. And as we step into a new year, as we set our hearts, our minds on Jesus, Jesus at the very center of who we are, who he is and what he's done, what he's done for us, what he's accomplished for us, as we focus on him, the reality of who he is and what he's done becomes real, becomes more real, becomes more tangible. It gains traction. It can truly be more and more embedded into our lives. And it's in connection with Christ, good people. It's, it's in a union that is unshakable, that's unbreakable by the power of the cross and the power of the resurrection that a new year with new hope New expectations, new uncertainty can also have something else that's new, new life. And as Christians, I feel like sometimes, and, and, and this has been you know, part of my journey, we can get stuck into thinking that it's merely through Christ that salvation and new life is available. He did all the stuff. We accept it in this kind of transactional way. And then we kind of carry on with our lives, right? Sometimes we can get stuck in that. This, this transactional mindset can, get, can, can set in. And, and as Christians, when we get stuck into this, our focus can move from Jesus. Our focus can move from the filler to other things. Our focus can turn to our efforts, our abilities. As long as we keep ticking the boxes, the boxes of the second circle, of our purpose circles. If we could get the purpose circles up on the side screens, that would be awesome. I'll be referencing them along the way. As long as we keep trying to be a nice person, that, that's, that's all that matters, right? As long as we keep trying to not disappoint too many people, as long as, as, long as we can continue to be a good Christian, it's all going to work out. If only. <laughs> if only that worked. I've tried it. I've tried it on multiple occasions in my journey. It doesn't work. It, it, it just leaves you more frustrated because we're never good enough. We're always disappointed. Maybe it's just me, but I'm always disappointing people. We can get stuck into this performance-based Christianity and it sucks the grace out of life. It, it can lead to judgment, to criticism. And we move from a relationship focus in our, in our uh, Christianity to this works focus. And it's a pretty gross place to be. And as I said, I've been there. Our focus could also, if it's not on the filler, if we're purely having this transactional mindset that it's only through Christ that these things have happened, we can focus on our happiness. As long as I feel good, as long as I'm happy, that's all that matters. There is a challenge with this mindset. Happiness is fleeting. Happiness is skin deep. It's surface. There's too much brokenness in the world. There's too much sin and depravity in me, in us, in the world for happiness to be a lasting deal. And, and, and if we have this mindset, we can constantly just be chasing the next thing that might give us that momentary happiness. It won't satisfy. I've been there. It continues to be a challenge for me to make a decision to not 
sit in this space. Or our focus, if it's not on the filler, our focus can be on society's shifting standards. What is good for the world is good for me. And we can allow what we see on social media to dictate our values, dictate our direction. We can drift away from closeness and communion with God because it's too hard to live as a Christian, to live set apart, to live separate when it seems to be going much against the grain of society. You see, when we understand and grasp, sorry, this is a bit, this is a deep message today for our first one. It's not fluffy. We're not going fluff today. I'm not trying to tickle your ears today. This is, this is the real deal. So when we can understand and when we can grasp that it's not only through Jesus that life to the full is available for us, but it's with Jesus, it's in Jesus that the deep work of transformation, of sanctification takes place and it becomes who we are as opposed to what we do. Now that is power. Now that is a church that I can get alongside. And people of God, as you and I step into a new year, it is in a living, breathing, growing, deeper union, unity with Christ that brings the real transformation, that brings real fulfillment, that brings real influence that you and I were born for. We were made for that type of life. And that's why it's essential that we're focusing on not the filling of this year, but the filler. It's essential that we're focusing on Jesus. Allow me to unpack this a little bit more as we read the Bible today. Who's into the Bible? I got a new Bible, Holman's Christian Standard Bible is beautiful. No, it's not the Passion Version. It's the Holman's Christian Standard Bible. Passion Version's okay. And so we're going to read all of chapter 6 of Romans, okay? Are we, are we ready for this? I know, it's a whole chapter. No one should say that we never preach the Bible at church. We're reading a whole chapter. Oh, we don't preach enough of the Bible. Anyway, I'll move on. The scriptures will come up as we read. And uh, forgive me if I get a little bit excited and emotional reading this. This is Paul speaking to the church in Rome, church he's never been to. He didn't birth, but he's hoping to get to. What should we say then? Should we continue in sin so that grace may multiply? Absolutely not. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Or are you unaware that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? That's a good little advertisement to get water baptised, isn't it? Therefore, we were buried with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too may walk in newness of life. Amen. For if we have been united with him in the likeness of his death, we will certainly also be in the likeness of his resurrection. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be rendered powerless 
so that we may no longer be enslaved to sin, since a person who has died is freed from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we also live with him. Because we know that Christ, having been raised from the dead, will not die again. Death no longer rules over him. For the death he died, he died to sin once for all time. But the life he lives, he lives to God. Verse 11. So, you too consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Just as Christ died to sin, likewise you and I consider ourselves dead to sin. How amazing is that? Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its desires and do not offer any parts of it to sin as weapons for unrighteousness. But as those who are alive from the dead... Offer yourselves, yield yourselves to God and all parts of yourselves to God as weapons for righteousness. Who's feeling like a weapon for righteousness today? Oh, yeah. For sin will not rule over you because you are not under the law, but under grace. Can I keep going? I love this. What then? I love how he just posits these questions. He's baiting these people. What then? Should we sin because we're not under the law but under grace? Absolutely not. Don't you know that if you offer yourselves to someone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of that, of that one you obey, either of sin leading to death or of obedience leading to righteousness. But thank God that although you used to be slaves of sin, you obeyed from the heart the pattern of teaching which you were handed over and having been set free from sin. Believer in Jesus Christ today, you've been set free from sin. Follower of Jesus today, you're set free from sin. You're not enslaved to sin anymore. As a follower of Jesus, you've been set free. Sin doesn't need to reign any longer in your lives. Just let that sink in for a second. That is amazing. And having been set free from sin, you became enslaved to righteousness. I'm using a human analogy because of the weakness of your flesh. That's him, not me talking. (laughs) For just as you offered the parts of yourselves as slaves to impurity and to greater and greater lawlessness, so now offer them as slaves to righteousness, which results in sanctification. For when you were slaves of sin, you were free with regard to righteousness. So what fruit was produced then from the things you are now ashamed of? The outcome of those things is death. But now, since you've been set free from sin and have become enslaved to God, you have your fruit, which results in sanctification. And the outcome is eternal life. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. I'm so thankful for the Apostle Paul. Let me read uh, verse 8 to 14 again. Now, if we die with Christ, love this emphasis, with Christ, not through Christ, not for Christ, but with Christ emphasizing the unity we have with him. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe we will also live with him. 
Because we know that Christ, having been raised from the dead, will not die again. Death no, no longer rules over him. For the death he died, he died to sin once for all time, but the life he lives, he lives to God. So you too consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body. Instead, let Christ reign so that you obey its desires. Do not offer or yield any part of it to sin as weapons or instruments for unrighteousness, but as those who are alive from the dead, offer yourselves to God and all parts of yourselves to God as weapons for righteousness. For sin will not rule over you because you are not under the law, but under grace. Amen. As we focus on the filler at the beginning of 2022, let us again be reminded that Jesus Christ completely overwhelmed and overcame sin and death on the cross and through the grave. So what does this mean for you and I as followers of Christ? It means that the penalty of sin has been met, paid for, sealed, sorted, done. That's what it means. Christ delivered that penalty on the cross and we are now justified, holy, pure, set apart in God's eyes. We're forgiven. We're set free from the consequences of sin. We have a a clean slate, a clean slate. We're not defined by our mistakes. We don't have to be defined by our sin but we are defined by God's worth that he puts on us, displayed on the cross and through the grave. We are defined by his love for us. But it's not only the penalty of sin that Jesus has delivered us from, it's also the power of sin. It's not only the penalty of sin, but it's also the power of sin. This means that even though you and I, we walk into 2022 and we're going to face challenges. We're, going to, we're living still in a fallen world. It's not miraculously as we step into a new year, all of a sudden perfect. We're not miraculously all of a sudden perfect as we step into a new year. But as we step into this fallen world in a new year and each day we are still tempted by sin. You and I have the power now to say no. We have a choice now to say, no, I am not allowing that power to overwhelm me. Because of what Jesus has done, you and I can choose. We're empowered to choose. I'm not going to allow that sin, that habitual sin, that addiction. That's not defining me anymore. I have the power to choose. I have the power to choose to step into freedom every single day. You and I, as we continue to choose Jesus Christ, to be united with him, we're being sanctified. We're being saved, perpetually saved. We have the opportunity to walk into a newness of life. We're no longer slaves to our own desires. But as Jesus died to sin, as we are united with him, we too are dead to sin. Can I hear an amen in the house this morning? We are dead to sin. I want to turn that into a rap song for some reason. Yo, yo, yo. As a commentary on Romans reads this, 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 this life that Paul's talking about is not only a new life, but it's a newness of life. 
Again, it messes with our transactional mindset, right? It's not just this new life, yep, got it, okay, I'm off, God, thanks a lot. It's a newness, it's perpetual, it's, it's, it's taking place daily, this newness of life. The old mindsets are coming off us, the old way of living are, are no longer the ways we're living, but this newness of life, day by day, we're being sanctified, made new, stepping into it, and so if you feel like sometimes in a season where you take a few steps forward and then you're 15 steps back and you're like, oh, I mustn't be saved then. That's the lie of the enemy. You are saved. You are set free. You are dead to sin. But sanctification is a process. It's a journey. So you can't give up. You can't give up. You can't give up. You can't give up. You've got to keep walking. You've got to keep stepping. Because he's doing a work in us that we're not even aware of. This work that is deeper and deeper, more transformative. As Jesus died to sin, we too are dead to sin. We have the power to live with and for Christ. We have the power to choose to shine him wherever we go in 2022. Can I have the band come up, please? As we focus on the filler in 2022, as we focus on Jesus, as we determine to walk with him this year, let us continue to be positioned to be with him. And the second circle of the purpose circles, we can look at these sometimes and we can go, oh, it's so legalistic. It's all about ticking the boxes. Oh, if for me to be a good Christian, I'm going to have to pray. I have to read the Bible. I have to come to church. Oh, we can look at it like that. Or we can look differently. We can look at that second circle and we can say prayer. The Bible. Discipleship community. Their pathways. Their opportunities for us to offer ourselves, yield ourselves to God. To allow Him to continue to do the work that he started, to bring to completion the work he started on the cross through the grave. As he said, it's finished. It, we're a little bit slow as human beings. He finished it. it takes a bit of, bit of time for it to be finished in us. It takes time. And that's why the second circle is so pivotal for us because it's positioning ourselves where we can offer our lives to God afresh for him to do what he needs to do, what he wants to do. He's calling you and I into that place to yield ourselves, to offer ourselves. He doesn't want us to do more. We all know that busyness and doing more, really, it can push us away from God, not push us closer to God. So this is actually about giving him the opportunity, us doing less, so that He can do more. So that He can continue to form us into His likeness. You see, Jesus is the focus of that second circle. Jesus is the purpose of that second circle. Jesus is the reason that that second circle can even be a reality for us. That second circle is all about the filler. And, and I'm aware that many of us 
have struggled and still struggle with sin. I'm aware that many of us are still enslaved in, in, in negative mindsets, destructive mindsets, destructive thought patterns, destructive ways of living. I'm aware that many of us, we look at the Jesus gives life to the full, live it, share it, and we're like, there's no way I can ever live life to the full. Yeah, maybe what Jesus did was, was, was making a way, but I'm just not good enough. I can't do this. You aren't good enough. We're not good enough. But He is. And so you get what I'm trying to say. It's as we're united with Him, that His perfection becomes our perfection, that His holiness becomes our holiness, that His death to sin becomes our death to sin, that His ability to overcome is our ability to overcome, that His power becomes our power, and it's perpetual, endless newness of life that we can step into. So we can define this year like we've defined the last couple of years as, oh, it's the year of the pandemic. It's the year of all the challenges. We can, we can define this as another year where it's, oh, it's just going to be hard. Or we can actually define this year as a year where we are yielding more and more to Christ and allowing Him to transform us at a deeper level than ever before. Let this be the year. Why can't this year be the year? Church. Why can't this year be the year where we finally break free from that sin? Why can't this year be the year that that mindset is broken? Why can't this year be the year where life to the full becomes a reality in which we step into? Why can't it? Let this be the year. Let this be the year. Despite the challenging circumstances, despite the pressures, despite the wrongs done to us, they're all happening. That's, we, we've got to look forward to all of those things this year at some point. Let's not, let's not put our head in the sand. Let's not keep our head in the clouds. Stuff's going to happen this year. It's going to be challenging. And we will have a choice. Will we remain united with Christ, eyes fixed on the filler, or will our eyes be fixed on the circumstances? And so despite all those things that are going to take place, you and I can be the church, the body of Christ, the people of God, who, as the Apostle Paul writes, will not let sin reign in our bodies, will not offer ourselves as weapons of unrighteousness, but we will be people who offer ourselves to God as weapons of righteousness to live holy lives, to build sanctified relationships, to have pure thoughts and speech, to make a difference in our world. Weapons in the hands of God to wage war on the spirit of this world that would want to keep people locked in sin locked up, where they struggle for worth, where they struggle for purpose, you and I can be the ones that can unlock people from that reality. And so why not? Why not? Thanks so much for joining us here on our podcast. 
we encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more about our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, go to c3hh.com.au.